Podcast. A Magical Myth Entertainment Production. Hosted by Miss Nikki Kirby. Co-hosted by Saul Ravencraft. Sponsored by Ever Moving Lee Rise and Moonlight Potions and Charms. Executive Producer Nikki Kirby. And welcome to another episode of Witch Hat Chaps. Come on in and sit for a spell. We're sponsored by Ever Moving We Rise, Moonlight Potions and Charms, and Saul Ravencraft, Wizard for Hire. I am your goddess host, Miss Nikki Kirby, and we have our co-host, the Chaos Magician, and he is here today. His name is Saul Ravencraft. How are you doing, Saul? I am fantastic, Nikki. What is going on with you? Oh, I am so wonderful. I tell you that much. You know, the other day, here here's the thing. Okay, so I go out, I buy groceries, I get peanut butter, and my brother is complaining because it's not the peanut butter with honey. They didn't have the peanut butter with honey. So you know what? I gave him this wise witch tip. You want to know what it is? I have a guess at what it is. I told him, I said, if you want peanut butter with honey, just grab the honey jar and put it in the peanut butter. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. You mix up a little bowl with some honey and peanut butter. And there you go. I've, I've done that myself quite a bit. Right. Right. You know, and nine times out of 10, it's going to even taste better than the version you buy at the grocery store. Have you ever done peanut butter with molasses? No. Oh, peanut butter with molasses. That was one my mom used to do. And uh, and I really liked that. It's uh, you know, obviously a, the molasses is a different kind of sugary flavor. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's fun stuff. Yeah. You know, it just amazes me how far stupidity can go. <laughs> well, it's not stupidity. It's just, it's just people have gotten used to getting things in a box or a jar or, you know, with a click and they, they don't have experience with some of that other stuff. And, uh, and, and we're constantly taught not to do that. Uh, you oh, know, cool. the, 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 the supermarket has peanut butter with honey for a reason. You should have peanut butter and peanut butter with honey, both sitting in the shelf, because people work hard for that. <laughs> oh, please. Give me a break. Just put the honey in the damn peanut butter. God. Just get well, out of and it's, it's the same with, with a lot of stuff. Back in, back in the olden days, uh, people brought their own containers to the grocery store, and you... You would scoop out flour into your container. Uh, mm -hmm. You didn't get a paper bag full of flour. You you'd bring yeah. jars and containers, uh, and and you'd get all your stuff that way. And uh, you know, the, the, there was there was nothing going into a landfill or anything like that. 
Um, it's it's funny that we're we're so excited about reusable grocery bags, but uh, you know, bringing in your own jar to get stuff in that uh, that would make a huge difference in a lot of things. Uh, yeah, you know, yesterday. Okay, yesterday I'm sitting out. I'm standing outside of Walmart because I'm with my friend and just when we're getting up to I'm going through the self-checkout each one of us is at a different one of the registers and just as each one of us is about to check out every one of the registers at Walmart suddenly cannot take any of the cards they can't take credit cards debit cards or EBT cards yeah, their uh, their system went down. They've basically yeah. Right? They've, well, they've they've got a, a piece of software that handles all of that, and if that connection dies or something gets messed up, they're screwed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, they're screwed. Yeah, it always seems to do this a lot. Anyway, um, so the person that was helping me just print something out, and she was able to get me um checked out very quickly and so anyway i i'm out here i'm standing out there for 20 minutes waiting on my friend because she was sent to a line from hell mm -hmm. all right so i'm sitting here i'm waiting on my friend and i'm watching this this girl who is on the telephone she's got a cigarette in her hand and she's bitching about the about um people um not doing everything they can about the environment and i'm like are you freaking kidding me <laughs> really i'm like yeah. you're smoking a cigarette number one you're polluting the air with your cigarette honestly are you kidding me with this crap <laughs> and you're telling me that you are an environmentalist and you're polluting the air seriously Give me a break. And then on top of that, like most most people who who smoke, she drops it on the on the ground, stomps it out, and leaves it, not picking it up <laughs> and putting it in the trash can. I'm like, really? Nice. And then she nice. and then you're littering and you're yeah. supposed to be concerned about the environment. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not as upset uh, about a, a smoking environmentalist, uh, but but yeah, dropping your your cigarette butt on the ground uh, because you think that's natural. Um, cigar butts are a little different because they're all made out of leaves. But uh, 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 but even so, that should be done with with some care, not just dropped on the sidewalk and and left like that and you know that that gets to to what for me i've, I've seemed to have spent a lot of time talking to people about this idea is is what happens when you when you take on the role of of being a magician being a wizard being a practitioner is is you know it's nice when you're in a situation where you get to just pass all that stuff off but but when you start to really take it on you it's it's about you and what you're doing not what everybody else is doing what are you doing and you can be as frustrated as you want about the ways of the world 
But all you can really work on is your circle. And your circles pass out to the bigger circles. The ripples go out. And, and uh, bitching about how everything is not to your liking uh, should all really point back to you. What, what did you do about it today? How did, you, how did you help make a difference? What are you doing to make that easy for people? I remember a conversation with a guy that was very upset that the government wasn't taking care of, of the homeless. And, uh, yeah, I completely understood that. Uh, I was probably more conservatively aligned at that time with my outlook of the world, just based on my experience in education at that time. Uh, and uh, so I was a little bit more devil's advocate with him than than i would be today and i talked about some of the things that that he could do to be helping with that uh for example had he had he gone and worked a uh, a soup kitchen or or the equivalent giving out food to the homeless because i had done that it was just a one-time thing it was a church youth group thing but i actually handed out sandwiches to homeless people and got to see what that world was like and you know it's it's there it's in here uh and so i i started asking about things that he could do ways he could volunteer to help with the problem and he got really upset and he finally yelled at me that he paid his taxes to take care of that and it's like well okay <laughs> You, you could be doing something, but, um, but I guess if, if you're paying your taxes for that, then good luck. Cause, cause the people, uh, with your taxes, they're, they don't necessarily live in the real world. Mm. They, they don't, they don't know about a lot of stuff. No, they don't care. There's a difference. They, okay. they are, they are master fundraisers and that is their primary, their primary job. So do you want to hear our divination for today? You betcha. All right. So our divination for today comes from Sophia Petrillo, Petrillo from the Golden Girls. And everybody loves her. Hmm. Okay. So she says, and I quote, people waste their time pondering if the glass is empty or half full. Me, I just drink whatever's in the glass. I love her. She's yeah, awesome. that's fun. That's fun. Well, and this came up, you know, I just finished up a, uh, a show. I spent three weeks working uh, th tech theater support for a play called The Last Cyclist. Uh, and it was uh, written in 1944, never really performed in its time. Uh, in 1961, the only surviving member of the cast recalled her uh recalled the play as best she could but wrote it in polish uh and then later on somebody translated it and added some additional material to help place it historically uh, i got called in at the last minute because their lighting person um went away i don't know why i didn't ask didn't matter but uh, the week before opening night, their lighting person was gone. And so they had no light design. Uh, 
So in two days, I had to go up and down the ladder and install lights and point lights and then learn a board I've never seen before uh, and work with a show that I was not terribly familiar with and come up with a lighting design and execute it. And we did it. Bang! Um, the facilities I had were not what I would have wanted. Um, when I first started talking, I was like, okay, well, you know, it'd be nice if we could do some three-point lighting here. Well, that's not gonna that's not gonna happen. Okay, well, maybe we could do, you know, two-point lighting. And it turned out we did one-point lighting. Uh, each zone had a light. <laughs> and uh, you have a background in film and theater, and you know that that's not the best, most flattering lighting. And right. there were a few things like that that happened. Uh, and, you know, uh, the person running sound uh, had a, a terrible accident and uh, uh, collapsed in, in, the in the shower and hit the back of her head hard enough to knock the faucet partway out of the wall. Mm -hmm. She was on her way to the hospital two hours before showtime. And people are like, can you maybe do sound too? And I'm like, wow, yes, but wow. <laughs> Let me go get my laptop because I hadn't brought my laptop with me because I didn't need my laptop. I was just running lights. So I went, by the time I got back, I had 30 minutes to get all the sound cues worked out. Fortunately, I'd helped with a little bit of audio editing, and so I, I had all of the sounds. I had them all, but I, I didn't have them in my script. I hadn't paid a lot of attention to when they were done. So I was doing two-fisted tech, lights with my left hand and sound with my right hand during the show. And it was like, don't talk to me during the show. All right. So the point of all of that is that's a mess. Would you agree? Yes, that that's a mess. a mess. That is less than ideal. And and my gosh, it's so unfair to ask me to work with this stuff. But I was talking to someone about it and it's I I I was in a bitchy mood, but as we talked about it, I realized, you know, you you work with what you've got or you don't. You say, "Okay, this is what we got and we're going to figure it out." and do as well as we can, or you go, oh, I am so sorry, you do not have adequate facilities for my level of work. <laughs> Therefore, off with you peasants. Good luck. <laughs> go buy some flashlights. Right? <laughs> and, and I'm really proud of the work that I did. I'm really proud of the way that I solved the problems. And we told an important story to people that needed to hear it in a time where it was especially important to hear that story as people forget how all this has been done before. Um, and, and as a practitioner, you work with what you got or you don't, mm -hmm. but, but, whining about it <laughs> bitching about it oh wishing about it right working magic on something is not the same as wishing about it right it's active wishing 
it's prayer with props. Right. But it's 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 focusing that energy and taking responsibility for it. And uh and so that that's exactly what that is to me. Yeah, that that that's that is ridiculously relevant to my world for the last several weeks. Well, you know, everybody's always giving me the the A or the B, you know, choice. And I'm like, why does it always have to be A or B? Where's the C, D, E, F? Right. I mean, come on. Where where the hell is all of that? Why is it I love those, to be A or B? I love those posts on Facebook that say, oh, you can only keep two. And they like show you a bunch of donuts and all that. And and my response is always, I get all the donuts. I'm the wizard. Right. <laughs> right? You you limit yourself, but I get all the donuts. Right. <laughs> you know, why why do you want to limit yourself to something? What the hell is that about? You know, if, it, if that's something you want to do, then fine. Go ahead and limit yourself. But I'm not going to limit myself to anything. Um I'm I'm one of those people that basically if I can have it, I'm going to have it. If I want it, fine. If I don't want it, then I don't want it. That's that's just me. Um it's just like when I was asked as a child, um, do you look at the glass as half empty or or half full? And I said, Well, why can't you just refill the glass? That was my question. <laughs> yeah. I, I never understood that. Why can't you just refill the glass? There was there was no reason why you couldn't refill the glass with something. Yeah, it that's fair. What? So I um, something came came across to me today that that I shared with the world, and and it makes sense to share it here as well because it, it relates to this. Grant me the serenity to accept that Earth is filled with assholes and fuckery that I cannot change. The courage not to be part of the assholery and fuckery. And the wisdom to know I'm the shit without shitting on others. Okay. Okay, so I've got a, I've got a comment for that one. Okay? Yes? I have been re-watching the John Wick series, which is a right. very, very good series. Okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some action. For those of you who have not watched John Wick, I've watched all four of the chapters. All right. John Wick was a good guy who had gotten out of the, his bad world, and yeah. he had married his wife, and it started out with his wife's death. And he was um, had just buried his wife, and his wife apparently had sent him a puppy. Mm-hmm. And of course, this was the last gift from his wife, and he loved his puppy. And he took his car out with his puppy to get some gas. And of course, he ran across this idiot, this young, young 20-year-old idiot who wanted his car. And he went and sell his car to this to this little gangster like piece of crap mm -hmm. and so what did the gangster like piece of crap do he he broke into john wick's house he beat the hell out of john wick and he killed his dog which mm -hmm. pissed me off and he stole his car 
Yeah. All right. There you go. So John Wick gets pissed, comes after the guy for stealing his car and killing his dog. With an economy-sized can of whoop-ass. Yes. <laughs> Goes after everybody who protects this kid. Yeah. Tells his father he's going to kill the kid. And yeah. his, his father's ticked off because you pissed off the boogeyman is what he said. You pissed yeah. off, you woke up the boogeyman, you pissed him off, he's going to kill you. Yeah. And you should have just let him have your kid, okay? You should have just gone ahead and let him have your kid. I And I, I'm sorry, I'm, I, I believe John Wick had the right to kill the guy because he killed his dog. My dog is my child, okay? That's the way I just feel. Well, it's and a warrior's tale. Okay? That's all the guy wanted. He wanted to be left alone after that. Yeah. So leave the guy alone. Yeah. But what happened in part two? The guy goes home, he's heartbroken, and he's got a new dog. He found a new dog. <laughs> His new dog goes home. He's not home a freaking day when this other idiot comes and says, hey, you owe me. I want you to go kill my sister. Mm -hmm. And John Witt says, no, I'm not in that life anymore. And he refuses it. So what does this guy do? He blows up his house. Oh, no. Blows up his house. So, yeah, that would have pissed me off, too. Okay? Sure. <laughs> that would have pissed me off, too. Sure. So what does, what does John Wick do? Okay. John Wick has to go and he has to kill this guy's sister because... He has a, what they call the mark. And the mark is what got him out of the thing first. So he has to kill the guy's sister. Well, mm -hmm. what does this guy do once the sister is killed? Is he puts out a like a warrant or something like that on John Wick for right. killing his Which would have pissed me off even more. Okay. <laughs> so he goes after this guy. <laughs> I would have gone after the guy anyway for, for killing, um, for blowing up my house. I'm sorry. That was just uncalled for. Okay. That is not good manners. You don't blow up a guy's house because he tells you no. Okay. You don't kill a guy. You don't kill a guy's dog because he tells you no. You don't do that. That's not good manners, people. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. And because he kills this guy, okay, because he kills this guy, and he kills this guy on consecrated ground, me, I wouldn't have done it on consecrated ground. I would have dragged him off on consecrated ground and killed him, but that would have been me. Um, but he kills him on consecrated ground, and because he kill, kills him on consecrated ground, this whole family or mob that he was a part of comes after him. And I'm like, could you just leave the guy alone? All he had to do was yeah. be left alone. And this it's all because somebody messed with his dog and then burned his house down. You know? Right. Really. And so now he's having to go after air he's having to go after the top people. And the top people tell him if he goes after and he kills his friend, who's over 
um, the hotel that he'll be okay. Well, he refuses to kill his friend. Instead, he defends this hotel against all these people. Right. And then at the end, the guy who um, has the hotel shoots him and knocks him off the building. That's the end of part three, by the way. By the way, I'm giving away spoilers. (laughs) Okay. Knocks him off the building. Which would piss me off, okay? I would have killed my car. That would have made me mad, okay? <laughs> but anyway, after all of this, I'm like, he goes, th- I mean, he goes through all of this stuff. And it's like, you gotta just leave the man alone. All he wanted to do was be with his dog. That's it. He just wanted to be with his dog. I mean, God, leave the man alone. But it, but it's a good series. But what you were saying is that there was a bunch of assholes and fuckers in the world. <laughs> yeah, that's and right. all you want to do is mess with him. And it's like, yeah. when you mess with him, he's going to kill you. So why bother to mess with him? Right. When you know you're going to die. And it's not well, going to be in the nice way either. And I see that it's really relevant to, to people who are on a, a magical path. Uh, Jodwick is a warrior and that is the way he responds to everything that's going on. Uh, he exercises his will to resist what people are trying to force him into. You can either do this or you can do that. And and he he demonstrates all of the other possibilities. Uh, and that we can do that too. There are some things that we cannot affect directly, but we can affect our connection to it, we can affect our response to it, and we can decide to make some of those things irrelevant. And I tell you, if you if you have not taken the step of ignoring certain kinds of news and information that are available to you, like, 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 you know, when something comes up about famous movie stars having a fight or something like that, you just say, don't show that to me anymore. None of my business. Don't care. And cultivate the kinds of information that is helpful to you. That, that you don't get caught up in that idea that, that people can force you to do things. Remember Giles Corey at the end, or during the Salem Witch Trials. He was being pressed, which meant that they were putting, they had a board laid on top of it and they were putting stones on it. Do you remember what his last words were? Fuck you. (laughs) Pretty much, he said, more weight. More weight. Which is, is about the same as a fuck you because he wasn't going to play their game. Okay, you're going to kill me? Then kill me. Then do it already. But I am not going to play your game. And to me, that's a win. Right? Yes, he died. But that's not the worst thing that can happen to you. And and he did it with guts, and he looked them in the eye. You're not going to get all this life alive anyway. That's right. That's right. 
And and that's the kind of attitude. He wasn't a witch, <laughs> right? which was the point. But he handled it with the kind of guts uh, that the, the witch should. And I, I just, I try not to whine. I, I don't always succeed. Um, I should be giving that stuff to nature and to entities and to the cat uh, <laughs> rather than, than inflicting it on, on my fellow humans. Uh, but but also behind the whining is is always what what are you gonna do about it? How are you gonna handle what happens next? And man, um, I'm still working on it. I'm still getting better at that. Fair enough. Fair enough. We're gonna take the pause that refreshes and informs. That's right. It's our commercial break. And we will be right back here. Me, Saul Ravencraft, Miss Nikki Kirby, and our special guest. Stay tuned. Anybody can tell you what is on a tarot or oracle card. What matters is seeing beyond what others may not be able to see and help the client to uncover what lies in the mist. What do readings from Moonlight Potions and Charms do? Wednesday, I did this ancestor reading, and it was an amazing reading, and it was a detailed reading, and I remember talking to this customer's ancestors, and it was so delightful, and he wanted some questions to be answered about the magic in his family because he didn't know. And his family was mostly like most of our families are. You know how everything is like hush-hush when it comes to the magic in his family. And he wanted to know who can he actually talk to about the history of the magic in his family. And I was able to give him specifically who he can go to to talk to about that. What particular deity he can actually go to to be able to help him with this. and. It was just an amazing reading and, and talking to his ancestors. They were such a delight and they told me so much about this customer. It was just an absolutely wonderful, wonderful reading for him. And I was just so happy to be able to give him this wonderful reading. It's really amazing to be able to give people these readings these products that's really going to help them and be able to give back to the community because this is what moonlight posters and charms is about we want to help you to embrace the power of your own magic that is what we are all about is to help you to do that both now and allow our wonderful staff to take care of your spiritual reading needs. And there is so much more in our Wicked store to help you to embrace the power of your own magic. So come on in to Moonlight Potions and Charms at www.moonlightpotionscharms.com and discover the wicked things that ignite the magical passion in you. I'm Saul Ravencraft co-host of Witch Hat Chats. 
I understand just how confusing and chaotic it can be to open to a path of magic and manifestation. Everything seems to turn on its head. I want to be an ally as you find the way upon your path. My studio setup will let us do readings, coaching, and exploration virtually, just as though you were sitting across the table from me. One size does not fit all, and we will work together to craft the right approaches to build your practice, your confidence, and your power using the tools of divination, magical works, and spirit connections. It's never too late to embrace a new path and emerge empowered. Go to TexasMojoMan.com and select Contact to begin. There's a message now. Let's get started working on your very good fortune. Have you wondered what spirituality is? Spirituality is limitless as it does not contain any boundaries on beliefs or practices. Spirituality's most important component is personal experience and allows one to explore it freely. Every Moving We Rise is a spiritual moving tradition as our name is our lifestyle because we are persistently rising and moving forward. We realize that everyone's spiritual journey is extremely personal but more easily traveled with reinforcement. We'll teach you to become friends with your shadow, emerge your authentic self, and give you time and space to develop your own spirituality. And when situations bump back, you'll have the entire community behind you as we are a magical family who work to sustain each other. Discover the benefits of working within a society dedicated to helping you grow on your personal path. Visit us on our website, Linktree, or Facebook page and discover why we don't fit in the box. Welcome back to Witch Hat Chats. I am Saul Ravencraft. I am, of course, here with Miss Nikki Kirby. Uh, and we have uh, we have someone that I think we could call a longtime friend of Witch Hat Chats, an, a friend and ally. Of course we do. So let's introduce her. A priestess of Minerva, this guest host serves as the president on the board of Abelina Grove, a pagan congregation serving southeast florida she has presented at a variety of conferences and festivals including manifestasia 2023 and mystic south she enjoys facilitating rites of passage and leading rituals like the annual ritual calling for protection during the hurricane season she has created the magical tradition Fiber Magic and written the book Fiber Magic, A Witch's Guide to Spellcasting with Crochet, Knotwork, and Weaving. We are proud to present our sister, Opal Luna. How are you doing, Opal? I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to be back again. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Saul. I love it here. <laughs> So what are you working on? 
Oh, I got a lot of things happening. And it all started when I got one of Miss Nikki's uh, money candles. Okay. I decided I wanted to get some more writing done. So I lit that candle and I wrote up some, uh, a, a pitch for a, the, the fiber magic wheel of the year series for the witches almanac and a pitch for a new book idea and a pitch for a fiber magic Oracle deck. And I let that candle burn down. Well, the fiber magic wheel of the year is going to be in the next four parts in the next four witches almanacs. I'm waiting to hear back about the pitch for the new book. And then I'm going to push that Oracle card. So get one of Miss Nikki's uh, money candles and get back to work. <laughs> yeah. It's the business prosperity candles. Well. Yes. <laughs> so next time I see you, I might need another one. <laughs> You can always order it one, honey. Just contact me. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing fiber magic wise. But like you said, I, I'm I'm the president of Abilena's Grove, which is a pagan congregation here in South Florida. And we're getting very close to hurricane season, which runs from June 1st to November 30th. And so the first uh, weekend in June we will be doing our eighth annual hurricane protection ritual. And I'll tell you, it's a protection ritual, not a prevention ritual, because we don't want to prevent any weather. Weather is necessary. You got to let the mother do what the mother does best. And, you know, hurricanes spin wittershins, so they are the crones of the weather. So you don't want to mess with the crone, but you can't say, Grandma, please shoot, shoot out on the ocean where you'll be more comfortable <laughs> and not on top of my house. So that's what we do. Our our mantra is may your windows hold. Shoo, shoo. <laughs> that's what we do. And I, you know, it's it, it's been going on for eight years here in South Florida, but um, a lot of people are are interested in it outside that range because hey, you guys in North Carolina uh, get the effects of our hurricanes. Sometimes the, it runs through Florida, goes straight up the coast, and of course Louisiana and Texas and over in uh, Mexico. Anywhere anybody that lives by the coast is seeing that right now. We're getting some heavy duty storms um, that maybe you haven't we haven't seen in 100 years, 100 year floods and things like that. So, oh, yes. it, so it, it, it doesn't hurt to be not only ready with your batteries and your flashlights and your water and canned foods, but also spiritually with uh, with the protection from the goddess when we are dealing with nature. Nature is very big and we are very small. So we want to be prepared in every way. Yes. And also in the mainlands, when it decides it's going to turn into a tropical storm and go up, because I still remember Hurricane Hugo way back in the 90s. Remember that? Yeah. And it came all the way up and it went through Charlotte and it almost destroyed Charlotte. Because I remember I was in high school and I remember these 
thick pine trees doubling over and touching the ground and Mm -hmm. going back and forth. I remember that. Yeah. You know, here in South Florida, we're kind of prepared for it. Um, it, It's just second nature if you live here, you know. It's kind of like snowstorms up north, you know. That would scare me to death. Because because I don't, you know, I don't know anything about it. I don't know how to prepare for it. So um, that that's what we do here for in, to serve the pagan community is uh, to make sure that everybody knows what you need in the house, uh, where you're going to evacuate to if you need to, and then what you're going to do to magically um, it actually is helpful to calm because it calms yourself because it kind of takes takes the responsibility off your shoulders and asks for greater help from the greater good and that's it's always uh, a beneficial thing to to do um one of the things that we do to prepare for this is we all create uh, a hurricane protection candle and uh, I can show you right now how to make your own hurricane protection candle. And you you could make it for whatever is going on in your area, too, because, uh, you know, uh, flooding or drought, fire or any kind of uh, natural occurrence, you know, that you would want to protect your home from. You could create this candle and use it when there is a scare of something that getting close to you. And it's very easy. And I will show you right here. I got everything that you need right here. I've got a white candle for protection. Now you might wanna use any other color that means healing or protection to you, but I buy them by the case, so I get white. (laughs) And um, this is a steel nail. This is the kind that you make a deck with. Okay, so now this is a modern um, metal, so it doesn't have a historical magical purpose, but it has really come to mean protection and strength like in a sword. So this is this is steel, right? We've got an anointing oil. And the easiest way you can make an anointing oil is just crunch up a bay leaf and put it in some olive oil. That's... You know, that that's easy. But if you have your own um, brand or blend of protection oil, you can use that. And cinnamon. I love cinnamon. Cinnamon is all purpose, um, protection, love, money, wealth, health, healthy, wealthy and wise with cinnamon. Um, and it also adds some color. So that's fun, too. So we're going to take a candle like this and we're going to use the steel and we're going to make symbols up and down this uh, candle um, that uh, whatever uh, means protection to you or something like the you can you could do the hurricane symbol. Where it's like an S with a circle in the middle, you can make a pentagram. Um, you can make a uh, rune. I like to do uh, Elhas, which is the looks like the chicken foot, right? Because that's the protection rune. And just anything that means protection to you. Sometimes I put a little thorn on my 
Elhas, that's a Therasas, that's that is the rune that means thorn. But what I'm trying to convey here by putting the thorn on the protection is that we are protected through an obstacle. You know, you can marry, you can blend two runes together to make yourself a personal sigil. And to me, this means that um, this is a, my protection through an obstacle, which is what a hurricane might be, right? So now you've got all these scratches in there. Can't see them yet. But you take your anointing oil and dab a little on your fingers and you go up from, from the bottom to the center and from the top to the center. And you can do this all the way around. You can put as many, you could write words, you could say, may your windows hold, you can protect me, you know, whatever, whatever you want to write on there. So I'm doing from the bottom up to the center and the top down to the center to raise energy. I want this to be a very powerful candle. And then I'm going to take with that oily finger, it'll take some of that cinnamon. And as I write, as I push it into the cracks, then you can kind of see my protection rune is right there. My pentagram is right there, right? My hurricane symbol is right there. And so now you've got this candle that's all ready to go. And you bless it. We bless it with these words. Hurricanes spin wittershins. They banish the dead and dying stuff. Blow away all negativity but limbs and leaves are quite enough. My home is a living thing. Its heartbeat strong with love and life. Wind, see the difference and leave it be. Rain, soak the earth, but spare me strife. The goddess stands within my walls. My windows hold strong and true. My roof stays put despite the squalls. When Mother Nature transforms anew. Blessed be. So now you save this for your hurricane scare. And when you feel that, when you see that on the news and you feel that energy coming towards you, you can light it and imagine a protective energy all around your home, community, city wherever, and you just say, may my windows hold, so mote it be. So that's what we've been doing every year for the past eight years, and so far it's done us some good. We've had some cat fives come at us and then decide to turn. Hopefully it didn't turn towards you, Nikki, but... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the... Uh, the idea is to turn it out and back into the Atlantic Ocean where it can, you know, be, where it can still do its job, churning up that life and making new from destruction. Because, you know, you know, birth, life, death leads to birth again. So it's necessary, but not over my house, please. 
That's all we say. <laughs> and if anybody wants to join us on Zoom for the hurricane protection ritual, it'll be Friday, June uh, 2nd at um, um, at 730. Uh, and it'll be uh, broadcast on, on Zoom and it'll be recorded and then on the Abilinas Grove YouTube channel. So I can put... Uh, I. I can um, put the link to that under this show when you put it on when we, we when it's on your uh, Facebook page. We appreciate anybody that would come and, and um, add their energy to it. Yeah, <laughs> you can just send it to me and I'll put it on there. Okay, cool, cool. We do. We get together every Friday and do good things. Now you're an author. You have yes. uh, written. Uh, how many books now? Oh, well, I self-published a book about fiber magic and it got the um, the attention of Llewellyn. And so we did like a big fat book, Fiber Magic, the A Witch's Guide to Spell Casting with Crochet, Not Work and Weaving. <laughs> I can say it all in one breath now. <laughs> and so that has been very... That that's been doing very well. Um, it's still it's been out for uh, uh, over a year now, but it's uh, it's still selling. So that that's happy, and, and I'm still being invited to uh, for podcasts and for um, for uh, conventions. My next one is going to be Summer Magic Fest in Orlando. That'll be the second weekend in June. And I'll be um, vending there, selling all my stuff and uh, and selling my books, too. And I'll sign one for you if you want me to. Do you find uh, that your approach to writing has changed as you've moved along from your first book? Absolutely. I didn't know what I was doing at first. Nothing. I, I you know, I wrote my little self-published book and put whatever I wanted to in any order I wanted, you know. And so then I, I tried that with Llewellyn and I got back like 10 pages of notes of things that were going to have to change. And I was like, what? You know, but what I learned is that whenever you swallow your pride and uh, consider your communication skills, right? And a, a chance to improve your communication skills then it, it really it comes back to you it, it really the blessings come back to you so i rewrote the whole thing and then i got back 11 pages of notes <laughs> some of it was changing back what i had on <laughs> what, what's going on and my editor said don't relax relax it's called sculpting it's not that it's what you wrote was bad. It just, it means that we're, you know, we're trying to make this a concise book about something, not a rambling witch's grimoire, you know, which is, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just that we want to sell this particular book. And then you can write other books about other things. And I was like, okay, so now that I've learned that lesson, it's in my mind when I am writing this next one, you know, and so I'm including, I'm trying to be more concise and staying on topic. 
because I tend to ramble. I don't know if you notice that. <laughs> I tend to ramble. Do you find during the process that you recognize something that doesn't belong in the book uh, because you're trying to stay on target, uh, that that you, you know, jot some notes down for what the next book might be? Absolutely. I can I can put that aside and think about that later. You know, that's something that I need to readdress later. That would go along with X Y Z. You know, let's stay A B C. And and then then I think that's how you you have these authors that just have book after book after book. You wonder how they do it. You know, and I think it's because they're good at. Um, taking notes, keeping notes, organizing their thoughts, you know, and then so that the, that thought is still there that they can expand on later. Otherwise, it just gets lost. If I don't write it down, I'm not going to remember it, you know. So right. I, th those are all lessons that I've learned. Slow down, take your time, explain yourself. <laughs> nice. And then, then anybody can write their book. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So where can our people be able to reach you? Fibermagic.com. You go to Fibermagic.com and you're going to get links to Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, um, Fibermagic Crochet Coven, uh, a craft coven, because all all crafts are accepted, and that includes photography, pottery, whatever. And um, uh, TikTok, just everything, everything. And then you can get to, to abelinasgrove.org and find out everything that I'm doing with the Grove as uh, the, I'm the president of the board. La-di-da. <laughs> <laughs> So those two places, fibermagic.com, abelinasgrove.org. And you know everything you need to know about me. Don't ask Nikki because she knows too much. <laughs> She's everywhere. She's everywhere. <laughs> She's like Disney. She's going to take over. <laughs> we'll have those links in the show notes uh, so Thank that you. it's easy for people to find you, remember. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And and and, and look for um, Llewellyn's uh, almanacs for the next four years. I'll be in there. This will be this will be one of the of the things. This is the skull. The first the first part is crocheting into the dark, and that will be uh, Maybon and Samhain. And these eh, these three patterns will be in the cornucopia and these are probably look familiar to witch hat chat uh <laughs> folks because this one was <laughs> the maybon <laughs> sowin and everybody can use a pumpkin so fiber magic crocheting into the dark well thank you for being on to the show honey oh you're very welcome anytime i love it well, that's all for our show today. Join us next time when Saul and I will be chatting with Star Ravenhawk. So embrace your power, support your community, keep your fuzzy babies, your family, friends, and yourself safe, and have an absolute magical week. Mm -hmm.
You have been listening to Wicks Hack Chats. Host, Miss Nikki Kirby. Co-host, Saul Ravencraft. Guest host, Opal Luna. Executive producer, Nikki Kirby. Producer, Saul Ravencraft. Video editor, Magical Miss Entertainment. Miss Made Productions. Witch Hat Chats theme song, The Middle Witch, by Serena Janini. Magical Miss Entertainment. Miss Made Productions. Sponsored by Ever Moving We Ride. Moonlight Places and Charms. Texas Mojo Man. Copyrighted 2020 through 2022 by Nikki Kirby and Witch Cat Chats. Trademark. All rights reserved. All material of Witch Cat Chats is a trademark of Nikki Kirby and Magical Myth Entertainment. This podcast is for information only and is not an offering of sale of any security of Witch Hat Chats, trademark, or its projects, or its affiliates. All video, audio, and music are the property of Nikki Kirby and Witch Hat Chats, trademark, and may not be disclosed, distributed, or reproduced without the express written permission of Nikki Kirby and Witch Hat Chats, trademark.